Creativity is experimenting, growing, taking risks, breaking rules, making mistakes, and having fun. Mary Lou Cook On today's episode of Brewing Up Creativity, we have Denise Foley, a Canadian illustrator and stationery designer, and the business owner of the Pretty Pink Studio. Inspired by her love of fashion, photography, and children's picture books, Denise eloquently creates brightly colored artwork for the home and stationery. Denise pours her love for drawing into each illustration. She mainly uses her tablet, using Procreate, and occasionally brings out her artist quality markers. The transition to digital has allowed Denise to expand her line of art to many people. She strives to be as inclusive as possible. If you ever look at the stationary collection at TJ Maxx, Marshalls, or Winners, you may just see one of Denise's illustrations. Denise is a licensed artist with the Graphique de France and is currently illustrating a children's picture book for Katie Woodward and Chelsea Hightower. Hi, Denise. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing amazing. So for anybody who doesn't know, Denise is a Canadian illustrator and stationery designer and the business owner of the Pretty Pink Studio. She's inspired by her love of fashion, photography, and children's picture books. She also creates brightly colored artwork for your home and stationery, which, by the way, I do love. (laughs) I love your style. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So I just have a couple of questions today. Nothing to put you on the spot. I'm just really excited to get to know the behind the scenes of an illustrator. Awesome. I'm excited. I look forward to these questions. (laughs) Let's hop into the first one. How did you get into illustration and stationery design? So when I was growing up, I absolutely loved to draw. And I wouldn't be surprised if many other artists would agree with this, that just from a young age, there's just such an attraction to picking up a pencil, pencil crayons, et cetera, and just the feeling of, of drawing. And so illustrating definitely started at a young age for me. And to be honest with you, it started when I I used to watch this show called, I believe it was called Papyland, and it just kind of triggered this creative inspiration in me. And so since then, I've been drawing and I haven't stopped. And there was a period of time in my life where I did stop, especially when I went to university. But within the last five to six years, it's just been something that I've just continued to do on a daily basis. And I've I've noticed like a huge change in my style. And because I love stationary I'm one of those people who just buy a bunch of notepads and notebooks and oh same yeah and I (laughs) I love using them but then I hate using them because they're so pretty when you first buy them (laughs) yeah so I'm the kind of person who just loves going to a store like home sense or chapters and just browsing the collections that they have especially uh for a brand new year and I could always I envisioned myself being able to to do something like that and my favorite store would be papyrus and seeing all of the greeting cards and beautiful notepads and notebooks and just being able to see it on display like that. I really felt connected to that. And I pictured myself doing that. And so I was like, okay, I love to draw and I love stationery. Why not just mix that together and see what I can come up with. And it's been going very well. Can't complain. Well, I can see that online. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You have such a beautiful style and it's actually interesting to hear that your style has actually evolved. So were you always drawing like fashion illustrations and very colorful 
artwork or were you, or was it something different before? Like how has it evolved over time? So from the beginning, when I first started to see myself as an entrepreneur, an artist, I started actually painting on gift bags. So my medium was, was acrylic paint and watercolor. And that in itself is completely different from what I'm doing right now because I, I dumped from professional artist markers and now I, I draw digitally on my iPad. So you can definitely see the difference in aesthetics when you compare those different mediums. I wasn't really drawing anything fashion related, but aesthetically, I would say in terms of like the brightness of colors and the use of, I like using um, like blank spaces. So like a lot of whites and bright pops of color, like pinks and golds and pastels. You can definitely see that I've kind of brought that, my love for that, that style, I brought it towards the Pretty Pink Studio. And so I've definitely stayed connected to that. But you can see with my drawings, if you, I've scrolled all the way down to the beginning when I first created my account and oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> you can see, like, I wish I, I, I should take some screenshots because I don't have these photos in my, my phone anymore. But I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad that I just kept practicing because not to say that I was any, I was, I was bad, but you can definitely see the transition in the practice and I can see it and I'm sure like other people would be able to see it as well. And because with adding the iPad as um, I would call it a medium, but at using an iPad now with the different varieties of brushes that I can use and colors. And so you can definitely see a difference. And I'm really happy that I've continued to practice on a daily basis because I'm, I'm proud of the work that, that I've been doing lately. <laughs> I love your work. And it's really interesting to hear that you you were focusing on acrylics and watercolor because your digital artwork reflects that still. So even though you had a different style, you still kind of carry on through it throughout all of these years. And I love how it has that handmade touch, but you just converted to a digital platform. I, I did, definitely. And it was the convenience alone. Like that was what kind of like inspired me to, to buy the iPad. I'm like, I, I love to quickly share on my website or my Etsy page or even on social media, especially like at the time when I bought it, like it, it, social media just like exploded. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be able to share and be able to write quickly. Cause I like to add some wording into my illustrations sometimes. And how can I do that? How can, and how can I make my artwork cater to everyone immediately rather than, cause I would have to, I would draw something and it would be like one skin color, but then I would have to try to find ways maybe on Photoshop or I'd have to draw it all over again to be able to have multiple different skin colors and hair colors. But with the iPad, it's opened up so many opportunities. And so that's why like since the iPad, I started using the iPad, it's really opened up a lot of doors for me. And just aesthetically, now I can I can change it up at any time I want, really. So I'm really grateful for it. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask that question later on, but now that we're on that topic, I totally would love to ask you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what programs do you recommend to people who are looking to pursue illustration kind of on an entry level basis? Um, so you're you're mentioning the iPad and I have that as well. I love it so much. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> what program do you recommend using? Yeah, it's an amazing. So I use Procreate. I know that there's other programs that you can download uh, that are maybe a little bit easier, but I was just immediately drawn to Procreate because I had done a little bit of research on my own, but I had seen other artists use it. And 
for the price, I think it's about like $12 US and it's free upgrades. It's inexpensive and it comes with already brushes installed, which I thought was super convenient. It wasn't until maybe this year that I started purchasing brushes from other, other business owners. Cause I didn't even realize that people could, that you can make your own brushes or and sell them. Neither did I. Yeah, you could even <laughs> sell them. And yeah, I thought that was amazing. Uh, but I would definitely recommend downloading and, and using Procreate. I do want to, to mention to anyone who is considering to just, who's never maybe drawn on paper before, I would definitely maybe practice using paper pencils like anything like that rather than jumping into the procreate unless that is something that really appeals to you and that is what you are like dying to do but um it's because it's there's a huge learning curve it's so true for sure it there's a huge learning curve and that's was that was something that I had learned on my own and I would definitely recommend people to practice with it before maybe just like trying to sell their artwork right away because that was something that was uh that I did like I was drawing right away, like on paper, markers and stuff like that. And I didn't really like pay attention to certain things. I didn't make any like edits to it or practice. And I kind of just started selling right away instead of really focusing on like my aesthetic and and style and and practicing. So I would definitely recommend doing the, the same thing with an app like Procreate. Other than that, that's pretty much all I use on my iPad. I don't even have anything really downloaded on my iPad because that is the only thing I use. And it takes up a lot of space. Same thing for me. It takes up, <laughs> yeah. it, after you start drawing, a, you know, a decent amount and those brush strokes take up a decent amount of memory space. <laughs> so they do. <laughs> they do. But it's such a great app. I'm starting to notice how much uh, space um, Procreate takes up and all the artwork that I have on there. <laughs> so I do have to do a bit of uh, a cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can relate. And I haven't done that yet. It just sits there and sits there. And then I get a notification. Hey, your iCloud memory is yeah. running a little low. And I'm, what am I going to do? I still have to clean it up. <laughs> and something I, <laughs> something I need to do, but I keep pushing off. But I love how you mentioned Procreate because that is one of my favorite, favorite apps. And it is such a great entry level program, especially with an iPad. But the thing that you added is that, you know, start off on paper if you haven't already because I don't know if you've heard of this um, product but I three years ago I bought a product called the slate which allows you to kind of draw on paper and then you connect it to your computer and then you see it on the screen and that was my first way of kind of getting into digital illustration but it didn't feel like it because I wasn't jumping onto a screen and but the thing is the game changer really was Procreate because after I got used to it a little bit because the pen, well, like the, the iPad pen or pencil, it's touchy, right? Mm -hmm. So it's such a good point to try and dabble in handmade and paper and yes. that kind of raw form of artwork versus just jumping into digital. That's really good advice because honestly, my <laughs> I was pressing so hard with that, with the iPad pen or pencil and it was just looking blocky and then you know I think before I got into graphic design actually I was trying to work my way into illustration and I was doing I did the same thing as you I kind of just started posting it and then hoping to get commissions um when I hadn't even established a real real style so that's all too relatable when you were saying all of that it's so so true the you know what's really great I, I found a couple of, a couple of months ago I found like a protector sheet for your iPad. Oh, really? And it's, it, they, yeah, they call it, it's like paper like 
I can't remember the name of it exactly. I think I have, um, I think I talked to, yeah, I actually have a video, a YouTube video about um, talking about it. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So you just, you, it's just like putting on a regular protector for your, your iPhone or your iPad and it feels like paper. Not going to lie. It doesn't feel exactly like paper, but the thing is that it doesn't leave, you know, like when you're drawing and you feel like the softness of the iPad against your hand Yes, and it feels fake. For me, it felt kind of like, I'm just like, I'm just rubbing up, you know, oh, that sounds terrible, but that's, <laughs> I'm just like, it's just like, it's glass rather than it feeling like paper. And because I personally do like the way that illustrations look on paper, but I still wanted to be able to experience it with the iPad. I managed to, to find this sheet and it pretty much it's, it's, I love it. it. I really do. You have to get used to it after spending a lot of time drawing on the iPad, but I love it. And I'm glad it came with an extra sheet. It's still last. I put it on maybe like three months ago and it still works really well. And it works great with the, with the pen. It works exactly the same as if it, if you didn't have the sheet on it. So it's great. I love how I was calling it a pencil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's such a good piece of advice though. Um, what's your YouTube channel? That, so that way everyone can go find um, that little tutorial or review that you left. It's the Pretty Pink Studio. I, I've managed to be able to, to get the Pretty Pink Studio on most of my social media accounts. Uh, so that's pretty, it's, uh, I have a few videos. I've been struggling to make more videos and trying to focus maybe on more reels on Instagram, but even then that it's too difficult sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Reels is the new thing. It's the new thing. The new thing. <laughs> and we have to jump on and go with it, right? I know. Unless, you know, if you don't want to be found, I guess. <laughs> so that's a whole different argument that I, <laughs> I can start. <laughs> oh, yes. I did my first one like a week ago. And I'm like, why am I so behind on this? Because everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. And I am struggling to find a way to use it as an artist and aside f- and being a business owner. So I'm like, how can I use this without being too maybe salesy or... I don't know. I'm not like someone who I'm not, my account isn't something where I talk about like all the clothes I'm wearing or, you know, it's, I try to focus on it. Yeah. And I'm I'm just trying to mesh them together and we'll see. I I have a few reels up uh, posted now, but they're okay. (laughs) I like how you're doing behind the scenes. I noticed that you were doing a whole behind the scenes, like cleanup of your office and that's relatable. That's an expression. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of woke up. I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, I have to go into this room and it's such a mess. And I'm like, that'd be a really funny story because I'm sure there's tons of people who are working from home or have have a business at home and they're feeling the same way. It just gets out of control sometimes. And especially, I don't have little ones, but if you have little ones, you have other responsibilities and having to clean up all the time is probably on the last of your things to do. (laughs) It's so true, but I don't know if you're like me, but like for some reason, like when I am working from home, it needs to be this like perfect space. Otherwise my mind feels cluttered too. Yeah. It doesn't mean I still let it go. Oh, I do. I, I I push it to its point. I am I love a clean space, and I am surprised that I can get so messy when I am the kind of person who loves a clean space. But I don't know how it how it gets this far. It's just I don't know. I just keep adding and adding, and I'm like, okay, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And procrastinating. Maybe that's what it is. So, <laughs> yep. Push it to the one day off you get in the week, like a Sunday or a Saturday, and then exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even then, I, I have been avoiding it, so <laughs> but I do have to because I need the space. Because especially with the 
holiday shopping and stuff. So I do need the space I need to start printing stuff and packaging stuff takes up space. So <laughs> yeah, you're going to need a you're going to need a decent amount of space because I feel like a lot of people are actually looking to support small businesses this holiday. So I, I have a feeling you'll need to clear up a decent amount of space. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, and you know, what, it's kind of off topic now that I realized that we kind of like led our way into like, <laughs> organization yeah I feel like that happens though it does it totally happens it happens it happens <laughs> It happens. I feel like it doesn't matter who you're talking to especially when it's like a friend or you know a close relative or even like when you're talking to another like girl it just the conversation always goes into a different direction oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah always but you know what love that always <laughs> I wanted to ask um who your biggest you know, who or what is your biggest source of inspiration or influence for um, owning a business or even your artwork? Were you inspired by anybody in particular? So I used to visit the one of a kind show every year in Toronto. And every year I would go there and I would picture myself there. And I'm like, although I had just started, I just started the Pretty Pink Studio and I applied one year and I didn't get in. And I knew there was, I had work to do. So I would visit the one of a kind show every season. They have it twice a year. I would go and I would, I would be there for hours and hours. And this sounds ridiculous, but I would even go by myself because I knew that I'm like, I want to go by myself. I want to take it all in. And I want to introduce myself and ask questions. There were, if you've never been there before, but there's, there's so many beautiful, so many beautiful pieces and artwork and and business owners. And the amount of feedback and answers that I received were just incredible. And I would mainly focus a lot with, because I wanted to do like illustration and sell paper goods and stuff, I would introduce myself a lot to different artists that I met there. And I would ask them questions. And there was, there was a couple of people who I still even talk to to this day. I don't know if you've ever heard of Dana Lee Collection, but yes, not not to embarrass her, but she was really, I, I found her on Instagram and I went to the One of a Kind show and I made sure to find her. I asked her questions. I went home. I sent her an email to thank her. I asked her lots of questions and I am so grateful for not only her, but everyone else that I had encountered, not even at that show, but even on social media for answering those questions and really inspiring me to start my own business and to take my artwork seriously you put yourself out there I really you really have to yeah and I am the kind of person who I've I struggle to do that me too and without doing that if I hadn't done that I wouldn't be where I am today like it just I know it's it's hard to do especially if you're just beginning or you're you consider yourself uh, an introvert and you're super shy but if there's something that is calling your name you need to find a way to be able to get started and so that was what inspired me was being able to go to places where you can see the ins- see the artwork come alive. So you see it on social media and it's like, wow, it looks great. But when you see it in person and you meet the people behind all those businesses and the artwork that they're creating, that is, that's deep. It is. I, eventually I, I got into the show and I did it. I've done it twice and then you become friends with these people. And then that's where and they've done it for years and they've been, doing this business for who knows, 10, 15, 20 years. And you're like, Oh my God, like I just started, but you know that there's a possibility for you to continue doing this. If not, maybe even doing it full time and all the doors that can open. And yeah, 
that's pretty much <laughs> what really inspires me. Aside from like, there's all like the mushy stuff. So like my husband inspires me and <laughs> he's going to laugh at this. So for sure he's going to listen. He's going to laugh at this, but he pushes me to, to succeed. He really does. My family does. And I, I think, yeah, you mentioned it earlier that I find inspiration in children's books and I work in a library full time and being able to see all these beautiful picture books, especially a brand new one and all the artwork. I'm like, you know what? Like people do this for a living. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I did not know that you work at a library. I do. So that's a like total <laughs> inspiration. You get to just see it every day. That's so cute. I get to see it every day. I get to do lots of research and I get to come across a lot of books that help me, you know, succeed as a business person and an artist. And I've, I've checked out a lot of books on my own to help me uh, get this started and to be able to continue. That correlates so well. Wow. <laughs> That's so good to know. I don't know how, I don't know how it happens, but everything aligned. I went to college for fashion arts and I went to university for communication and I work in a library. I'm an illustrator and everything kind of just meshes up together. And it's pretty amazing actually. <laughs> Over time, it ends up just aligning and making sense. In the in the beginning stages, it kind of seems confusing and you're pushing yourself. Like you said, like when you're an introvert, it is really, really hard to push yourself. But you know that good things come with challenges. Like nothing good comes from sitting as much as I, I want to. <laughs> but nothing good comes from sitting in my office chair all day. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, like pushing ourselves out of the comfort zone that's when we notice like a huge transformation. Like you went out and you visited these artists that you've admired. You learned a lot. You saw it in person, which I completely agree. Seeing it on social media, yeah, it's it's amazing. But to be able to see it in your hands, in person, right in front of you and the person behind the brand, it's a completely different experience. And when you said, you know, as an introvert, it can be hard. Oh my God, I can, girl, I can, <laughs> I can relate to that wholeheartedly because I am so painfully shy. I'm surprised. Sometimes it's surprising when you talk to someone and, and they admit that they're an introvert, they're super shy. And I am a very bubbly. I can have a good conversation with people and introduce myself. But inside, I'm like bubbling up. I'm like so nervous. <laughs> I'm like, I, can, I guess we're really similar then. <laughs> like wearing, I have to wear a mask at work like all day. And if I'm, I turn red, I turn really red. Like if I'm put in a position where... I'm like, I have to like voice my opinion or something. I turn really, I turn super red. <laughs> I guess we're really similar then. I actually, yeah. Every time I tell somebody I'm introverted, they're like, who, you? I'm like, yes, me. Like, I am quiet. I actually like, if I look back to when I was a child, it was really hard for me to even just do a presentation because I was so shy. Like I, and the thing is like, I'm, I, well, at least I feel like my skin is pretty fair. So when you go red, when you go red, it shows. And and then people are like, oh, you went red. And it's like, thank you for pointing that out. Is that necessary? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I know I'm I know I'm awkward. But over time, over time with pushing myself, it's kind of it's left a little bit, but it's still there and it haunts you. Like just like you said, you can hold a really good conversation. You can be bubbly and outgoing, but as soon as you're put on the spot, you have this voice inside your head just kind of like teasing you and taunting you. You're just like, what are you doing? Like, right. Like, so. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? 
it's kind of like that. What's that syndrome called? The uh, it's like that. I don't remember the word for it, but the syndrome where you feel like you're just like, what are you doing? This isn't you. You're not the kind of. You're not an artist. You're not a business owner. Is it imposters? Uh, yeah, imposter syndrome. Sorry. Yeah, that's it. Imposter syndrome. And I feel like that is always haunting in the back of my head, and that's what keeps me kind of. I, it keeps me kind of closed in sometimes, and. I get embarrassed easily. I turn red. I try to sh- I shy away, or I just I don't want to voice my opinion sometimes. But definitely, that's the. I feel like a lot of people have that, and maybe they don't admit it, or they've been able to just kind of you know avoid it, so they can continue doing what they're doing. Yeah, I I completely agree. And imposter syndrome is so real. I feel like creatives endure this quite a bit, like quite a bit. Like I actually have been talking to quite a few people. And for some reason, the topic of imposter syndrome keeps coming up. And it's just, it seems like it's, I don't know if it's becoming more, I don't even want to say popular, but I do. I do. I want to say popular. Either it's becoming more popular or we're just embracing the fact that this is a real thing. This is a real syndrome. And we Mm -hmm. go through it quite frequently. So whether it's social anxiety or work-related, I think... It's something that I'm glad that people are starting to admit more that they're going through it because in the moment when you're feeling that and that voice is in your head, you kind of feel like it's just you. And then you realize, oh, wait, everybody in any field is actually feeling this way. So it's not just me. I think you you made a valid point about people are just able to admit it more now because I think with this whole where I feel like people are able to admit that they have anxiety more often now. There's a lot of people who are, are don't admit it, but I feel like maybe the people that I'm surrounded by, maybe the people I follow, they're no longer afraid to admit that they have anxiety. So what comes with that is they'll start to admit other things too. And I've noticed that they seem to correlate and they're so similar that maybe that's what sometimes we're dealing with is imposter syndrome, maybe more than anything sometimes. And I feel like that's what I have struggled with a lot is imposter syndrome. I just, I feel like maybe thinking that I am not an artist makes me feel like I'm not a good enough artist. Yeah. So then it's like this whole cycle of so many other different emotions that come with it. There's always a cycle. It's, it's, a, it's a consistent cycle that your brain, uh, consistent cycle. <laughs> yeah, that your brain goes through. But it's something that I feel like we all have to accept at some point. I think self-doubt imposter syndrome is going to come in waves. And like, I think we're all just working towards not feeling that way. And I think that comes with time, right? Like, obviously, I'm hoping in the next 20 to 30 years, excuse me, I'm hoping in the next 20 to 30 (laughs) years that our mindset will shift and that with time, we've just accepted the fact that we are great artists. And being a creative, there's downfalls or a creative or an entrepreneur, there's downfalls and then there's ups. So there's like our favorite parts to our job. And then there's the not so good parts, but we don't share that online. We don't share that unless, you know, the topic comes up. Exactly. So all such valid, valid points. So obviously that's a real thing that we're, we're going through. That's a downfall for, you know, our occupation. But what's your, let's, let's bring this up. What's your favorite part? (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part would be being able to communicate with so many different people, different people after sharing some, some of my artwork, especially the artwork that they relate to so well. And after sharing my artwork online, now I'm, I'm bringing it to life. So I'm start, I've, I'm printing it on home decor, on stationery. I've taken an illustration. I've turned it into enamel pins. 
And now I am able to sell these things and I'm able to communicate with these different people via it be on Etsy or social media, but then being able to bring it to a market and being able to introduce myself to all of these people who had maybe never heard of me before or have been following me for a really long time. And it's the relationships that I've been able to build in these last couple of years, especially after doing the one of a kind show. That is definitely my favorite part is not just being able to illustrate something, but being able to bring it to life and talk about it and share share my artistic style with, with people and having those different conversations. And especially if you meet another artist and being able to talk about who they are as an artist as well. That's, that's, the best. that's my favorite part, most definitely. I also think you're a source of inspiration for people too. You know, you have a, a good amount of following. So I feel like there's actually probably a lot of younger people that look to your style and are inspired by it too. So at the same time, you're meeting all these wonderful people and you get to, obviously you're working a lot behind the scenes and you're drawing from home. And then a part of me, you know, when I was looking at your feed and then I was looking at your artwork, if I look back to my 16 year old self and I had seen your Instagram, that seriously would have inspired me because I had, I went through a whole phase where I loved fashion illustration and I loved the girly pink colors. My room was yellow and pink. It looked like someone vomited yellow and pink everywhere. But <laughs> your pieces would have been something that I would have been hanging everywhere. So I think another part that I even just want to mention for yourself and just for you to know, like I think you're a huge inspiration for people out there that are looking to pursue the kind of same field of illustration that you are in. And yeah, I just wanted to let you know that, girl. <laughs> Thank you so much. Aside from the fact that we both had a yellow and pink room wow (laughs) which is really funny Uh, yeah growing up when I was maybe like under the age of 10 I had a yellow and pink room that is hilarious that's so funny what you just said really means a lot to me that like I want to (laughs) cry because uh, I had this conversation with my husband during the summer because I had I know this lady who has a young daughter and she had at the time when she messaged me she had just found out that her daughter started following me on Instagram and her daughter loves to draw and she was following me because she just loved my illustrations so much. And she had the the daughter found out that I had a YouTube channel. And so she started watching my YouTube channel and her mom reached out to me to tell me this. She's like, she loves your illustrations. She loves watching your YouTube videos and seeing your new artwork and stuff. And she was like, her daughter had a couple of questions about, you know, a, a particular illustration that I had just posted. And she's like, how does she do this? You know, like, I want to know how she did this. So that kind of inspired me to, I did a live after she told me this. I'm like, you know what? I've never done a live on Instagram before. I'm going to do one. So I set up, I set up the studio and stuff. I had the, my phone above my iPad and I was like, uh, I'm going to, hi, you know, I just kind of put myself out there. (laughs) I'm going to illustrate and I'm going to show you how I did this. And so I, that was inspiring for me that she was inspired by me, you know? So that was, that was pretty cool. And so I told my husband this and I'm like, I can't believe it. I'm like, this is like the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like this little, like this young girl who's maybe, I think she's about 12 or 13. And she was so inspired by my artwork that she wanted to start herself. And so my husband said, he's like, never minds the number of people that are following you or how many sales you're getting. It's like, these are the things you want to hear. It's like, Remember when you were a 12 year old girl and that's what you wanted to do? You now inspired someone to pursue that. Or not maybe just maybe not for 
to be an artist, you know, for the rest of her life, but just see, maybe this is something that she finds, she finds joy in it and it, and it makes her happy. And when he said that, I was like, damn, like, <laughs> I'm like you're right. <laughs> you're right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is so true because there are so many people that were like myself who didn't know what they wanted to do with their life. And they found inspiration, maybe even just one person. And they, they grabbed a hold of that inspiration and they started doing their, their own work. And it's just like a cycle of like many other things in life. Now it, it's like a cycle of me and now someone else is doing it. Maybe she might inspire someone else too one day. Oh my gosh. I love that story. It's, those are the best. That's the thing. Like those stories are what keeps us going. Like even though they're inspired by us, we... You know, when I get messages from people saying, you inspire me to pursue graphic design, I'm going to school now. And I'm like, me? <laughs> me? Really? What? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> but then, like, you kind of sit there and you're like, you know what? No, like, I need to give myself credit. Like, I've come a long way. And I love when your husband said, like, don't you remember being 12? Like, don't you remember being young and, and looking for a source of inspiration for something? And the thing is, when I was younger, and I'm sure you can relate, we didn't really have much. I, I Maybe TV shows. Like you said, like I had a couple of TV shows that inspired my style for illustrating an art, but I never had a, a person that I was like, I love your style because social media wasn't really a thing. I think I had Facebook when I hit my teen years, but when I was, you know, a tween, 12 years old, I didn't have anything to go out and, and look for. So I was just doing it all myself. So the fact that you're inspiring a newer generation and this is they have this amazing ability to find us on social media that's inspiring and, and we're leading a newer generation to inspire them to pursue what they love and the fact that she was able to find you and she resonates so much with your style and she watches your youtube videos it's so inspiring so like i do not blame you for jumping on and doing a live um on instagram just to show how you did that because you you probably made her day yeah, and I found out that her mom was watching it. Her and her daughter were watching it together, and and then she messaged me. Yeah, she messaged me after we were done. And she's like, "Thank you so much." It's like my daughter loved it, and I was like, "Ah, oh my God. <laughs> this is the cutest thing ever." This is the best thing to hear. Yeah, yeah it really is because then I started thinking of the, you know, how many other young girls would love to see that or or and, and feel inspired by that. And then I thought about myself as a young kid who. Like yourself, I never found inspiration the way that kids are able to find inspiration today. And yeah. the, my inspiration was, yeah, the, te the few television shows that I used to watch as a kid and especially like watching Disney movies. Like I, I feel very connected to Disney movies because of the, the aesthetics of it. And, and that, that's where I found my inspiration. And it's because like I was my dad bought me a VHS. Now I get to watch a Disney movie. Whereas now like you could just hop onto the internet and just find inspiration in so many different places it's it's incredible how many resources are out there right now yeah it's so true when you brought up disney i was like wait what am i talking about that was my biggest source like of inspiration because <laughs> that's what we had that's what i had when i was a kid there wasn't really much out there there wasn't that was it i'm i was because i was thinking oh maybe tv shows and then actually when i said that i was like wait what tv show am i real realistically talking about and then <laughs> no it was completely disney movies like and i had like every single one that you could possibly imagine because that was just the best thing ever at the time for sure for sure <laughs> i love that thank you for telling me that story that's so sweet that just made my day i'm glad i'm glad well i loved sharing it so it was fun
<laughs> I just wanted to ask if you have any upcoming projects that we should all keep our eyes open for. So aside from continuing to illustrate for, you know, for my own business and just expanding my line of art prints and greeting cards, I do have something really exciting to share. I shared this, I believe, a week or two weeks ago on Instagram that I was recently hired to illustrate a children's book. So that is just, I, I don't know if it's every artist's or illustrator's dream, but this is definitely my dream because like I said, I, I mentioned before, I work in a library and I always wanted to be able to maybe illustrate for someone else or illustrate my own book one day. But that was one of my, my biggest goals in life was to do this. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity. I was approached uh, in the summer. So it's been a couple of months and we're still we're still working on it. I was approached by a lady by uh, named Katie Woodward and her business partner happens to be Chelsea Hightower. Not sure if you're familiar with her, but she is. I am. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so she is, for anybody who doesn't know who she is, she is the, she's a choreographer, a dance chore uh, choreographer, and she uh, appeared on Dancing with the Stars. So that's why I know her. Oh, like, <laughs> what? Yeah. When, you know, like you hear things like that, I'm like, that is super cool because you know that she knows lots of people and you know, like that this connection can really open up a lot, a lot of opportunities. And I've loved every minute of this. I hope Katie listens to this podcast because it's been an absolute pleasure working with her. She is, when you think of like your, your greatest customer, like your, you know, that customer, that, that ideal client, yeah, 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 your ideal client. That's the word. Yeah, your ideal client. She is it, and I am. <laughs> I am so grateful for for the work that we're doing together. And the great, the most, the greatest thing about this whole thing is that this picture book is it's in connection with their Inside Out Dance Studio that they're also opening, which they will be launching their own leotards as well. So they've not only written a children's book are opening up a dance studio. They've also designed their own leotards, which is just, uh, it's a like a huge package and all, all on its own. When, I, when she reached out to me and she was telling me all this stuff, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is the coolest thing. Like, I would have never imagined something like this happening. So after talking to her and loving our conversations, I'm like, I have to do this. Like, this is, this is, this is calling my name. And after reading the book, I'm like, oh yeah, this is aesthetically, I'm like this, I envisioned what the book would look like. I'm like, this is me. If you could think, if you were to think of Denise Foley as an artist, you like, this is, this is it. <laughs> like, this is all, like the illustrations are just going to scream, scream my name. So it's really, it's really exciting. And I'm, I can't wait for it to launch. And uh, we're hoping to be done uh, I'm hoping to be done in mid-December and we're hoping for an early launch in maybe January or February. So we'll keep you updated. So definitely give inside out underscore dance a follow on Instagram to keep, uh, to keep updated with uh, the book launch and the studio. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'll definitely keep my eyes open for that. That's going to be really, really exciting. I feel like it's going to turn out so gorgeous and <laughs> what a better way to start off the winter. Yeah. It's been, especially with like, you know, 2020, like this, this is definitely a highlight of my year. And I'm glad that it's going to be ending 
so like it's so exciting. It's going to be a great end to my year, and it's going to be even more exciting because then the new year will bring this wonderful opportunity where where I'll be able to to share this book with everyone. So I can't wait, and it's gonna it's beautiful. If you love dance, if you love ballet, if you love pink and girly things, yeah, keep an keep an eye out for it. <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, I danced as a kid, so I'm really, I'm going to keep my eyes open for that. I'm so excited for you. So where can everybody find you online then so that they can obviously keep their eyes open for this project? So I'm pretty much everywhere, but I mainly use Instagram, the Pretty Pink Studio. You'll find me there. Uh, I have Facebook. I have Twitter, but I don't use it. I just kind of (laughs) <laughs> read there. gossip and stuff is there <laughs> I just like reading the gossip and stuff uh but definitely Instagram and Facebook and I've recently used uh, last couple I don't know month or two I started using TikTok because you know <laughs> you gotta do it <laughs> you gotta do it I was like you know what like after watching my husband laugh at so many videos I'm like maybe I'll just get get it myself and laugh with all these <laughs> ridiculous videos but then I started using it and posting and it's uh, it's different, but it's fun. <laughs> I yeah, I just jumped on that too. I feel like I'm so behind. It's it it's so true. But I wanted to thank you so so much for coming on. I loved doing this with you. I learned so much about you in such a short period of time. <laughs> thank you so much for this opportunity. I love doing this, and I hope uh, I hope the opportunity comes up again one day. Of course, I'm sure it will. <laughs> Maybe I'll have. <laughs> I hope, and uh, I'm I'm hoping to have a lot more. Um, opportunities come my way so that I can share them with everyone. Well, you did Unreal and I hope you do because you have a beautiful story. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening into Brewing Up Creativity. If you're interested in being on the podcast series, please reach out via email to brewingupcreativity at gmail.com or direct message on Instagram at brewingupcreativity.com.